Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and that guy right there is... I am Chris. And Chris, he always is. How you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing amazing. Doing great. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a quick interlude for you, but uh, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. And like a good okay, not just like a... Eh, okay. I'm doing I no okay. I got a nap in earlier, so I'm ready for I did a, too. a big show, I did, if you will. I did too. I yeah. I uh, it's naps are naps are good. I, I, how long was your nap? Almost two hours. Okay, that so I, you just I, fell a little asleep. Over an hour and a half. A little over an hour and a half. No, you just I, fell I asleep. Okay, set. cool. I alarm set. I uh, I slept about as long as I always sleep, and that was about fifteen minutes. Oh, wow. And by always sleep, I mean I wake up like every 15 minutes at night. I have some sort of sleeping disorder. Anyways, let's move on to... We're here to talk about the State of the Union AFC edition. On this part of this two-parter episode, it's going to be Megasode. Megasode. Anyways, up. Uh, yeah, Part let's, uh, as we always like to do, let's kick off with the news. Wait, but before you start, mm -hmm. next week, you know what next week is? At this time next week, you know it's going to be happening in exactly one my, week from us recording this. My Dallas Cowboys will be playing the defending champion. We'll be Tampa getting Bay their butts kicked by the Tampa Bay the Buccaneers, yes. Well, we'll see. I hope I, not, but I think realistically that's what's going to happen. I think there's going to be a lot of hype around the game and... Maybe if we're lucky, we'll get some offensive fireworks in Dallas. Will probably, I'm, lose. I'm excited for it. Man. I, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, you know I'm what not sucks is that we record on Thursday nights, and so I'm going to have to be like, "Hey, hey, that over yeah. here." No, nope, we're yeah. recording. Not don't don't watch the computer. <laughs> remember the first. I see season? what you're doing over there. <laughs> remember the first season? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, streaming the first seasons, so that that would even throw another wrinkle into it. Trying to stream whilst watching, and it looks uh, like you're. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into work talk, but uh, yeah. Let's roll with the news. Yes, let us roll with some news. Why don't you start us off with this news, and I'll just kind of jump in if I, if I see fit, I guess. Uh, Irv Smith uh, for the Vikings, tight end, underwent surgery, meniscus, uh, out four to five months, virtually ending his season. Uh, Vikings mm -hmm. uh, subsequently trade for Chris Herndon from the Jets, a tight end that had a little bit of buzz about two years ago. Uh, yeah. Nikhil Harry uh, was placed on the IR minimum three weeks for shoulder. So, uh, uh, and TY, well, I'll get to that in a second. My apologies. Uh, Cam Newton got cut. Uh, it feels like old news to me because we don't, we do once a week, but, uh, yeah, Cam Newton got cut. Uh, so right, Matt, can, I, uh, can I stop you right yeah, there? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Um, how do we feel about any, like, especially the tight ends, the, the tight ends in, in New England, how do we feel about them now that Cam Newton's not there? So this has to only help any passing option. Yeah. <laughs> in in New England. I, I'm not saying go out and grab the passing options, the fantasy options in New England. I'm just saying this only helps. You know what I think really and, and we'll talk about it here in a second. Um mm -hmm. I think it really helps one of the running backs. But we'll I let me not mm -hmm. uh let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Why don't you get keep going with that news? Sounds there. good. Uh Crowdry, all this this is kind of one you pulled up right before the show, although That's it was fine. four hours old or so. Quadri Olson for the Atlanta Falcons running back uh was cut. Uh, and subsequently replaced by Wayne Gallman, who had been cut by the Niners a couple days ago. So uh, I uh, I told you this, Josh, off air, or when you brought it up to me, I, I commented. I was like, you know, I mentioned in the chat of our Discord, by the way, join our Discord, link below. Um, Great source for news. Chris has been really plugging away at that, and I, I chime in when I can. And 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 some of our other uh, some of our other members do as well. 
Yep. And I think it's just going to, it's going to, that fire is going to be stoked when the regular season starts. So let's be honest. Um, so Wayne Gallman, just, I saw that blurb about him getting cut by the Niners and I was like, well, I don't know if this is newsworthy on a kind of redraft casual league perspective, but I went in piped in on the chat uh didn't get a ton of feedback but uh i it stuck in the back of my brain and then you brought this up tonight i think it's significant because mike davis for atlanta is is no spring chicken i'll put it that way um he's also not old either he's it's it's only he's like 27 28 davis i would i would guess 28 um anyway running back running back to age that's 172 well, um, Give or so take, my, take my thing is, is that this actually kind of, Mike Davis really kind of struggled with short yardage things last year. We are both correct. He is 28. Um, nice. From Georgia, too. Didn't know that. Uh, like I said, Mike Davis kind of struggled with short yardage things last year for the Panthers. Some of that could have been their offensive line. But yeah, he's not really much of a power back. And I'm not saying that Goldman is either, but he is certainly, I, at least from his time with the Giants, has shown that he can convert like a, you know, a, a first and goal, you know, like, like one yard, to, like goal to go sort of thing. Yeah, despite being your typical like six foot 200 dude, he's actually got a bit of a nose for the end zone. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Really so does. I mean, he could be, he could be touchdown. He could be the vulture to Mike Mike Davis there. My yeah, last I mean, add-on would be that Davis not only, as you put it, struggled in short yardage situations. I think he just struggled as a whole, and it was just due to wear uh, wear and tear, which is part of the running back position. Perhaps. So Gallman or whomever else is back there, we'll see. Not we'll much see. of anyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, in kind of the same vein, Darrington Darrington Evans, uh, running back for the Tennessee Titans, was placed on IR. For his knee so minimum three weeks look at that death chart uh the name that comes to mind for me is is mcnichol still there because he was kind of the backup last year I believe so yeah so let's keep an eye on that uh further news uh, this this isn't really terribly fantasy relevant i mean maybe weather but the saints oh mcnichols is also out too uh, you know oh. what you know what that you know what that means is that uh, this is according to ESPN's uh, depth chart here, which is usually okay. pretty up to date. Makai mm-hmm. Sargent, Go Hawks, is now in the number Ooh. two behind Derrick Henry. Good name, I and I did not know that name. Great. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a, he's a rookie from straight off the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, he's kind of more of a. He didn't look like that big of a back. He's definitely not. Like a mountain, like Derrick Henry. Well, they always, uh, but he can catch, he can run. There. You know, he's just kind of. I feel like the second guy is always kind of a hybrid, kind of a, a scat back, a receiving back. Uh, Durrington Evans is more mountain esque, like Derrick oh, Henry. No. Than... no, I meant I meant Iowa, but anyway. Um, so uh, it depends. Hurricane Ida hit New Orleans. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's old. That's they weren't ready. Here it is. It'll be played in uh... Jacksonville. God bless it. Okay, that was old too. Anyway, Jacksonville. Thank you. That's all I need to say about that. My apologies. And it's going to be a home a home game for the for the Saints. But exactly. Yeah, yeah they were talking about doing it in Dallas. I'm just like, okay, so now you've instead of moving it, is there not like a, a college stadium that you can play it at or something? Now you're moving it three states away. Literally well, three states this away. Weekend. College is well, technically college is kicking off tonight. Go yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, Sorry, last week answers. actually. Let's get the nose done though. Um, that's old Barkley. Did you say nose? Do, do we need that's to get the old, nose done? 
the is news. That a, is that a There's the Saints thing I joke? wanted. My apologies. Kind of touched on T.Y. earlier. T.Y. underwent surgery to relieve a neck injury. As of now, missing a minimum three weeks. We'll see. Me and Josh are a little concerned as far as his career goes, but we'll see. Um, Colts activated Carson Wentz uh, and center Ryan Kelly, wide receiver Zach Pascal, from the reserve COVID-19 list. All that has to be said there. That was just protocol, really. Uh, Geo, this is a little blur, uh, blip on the radar. Who hasn't been spotted at practice today is dealing with a, a mild high ankle sprain. I don't know. I mean, high ankle sprain kind of worries me. Yeah, I don't uh, think so, there's a mild or a severe. Mm, I think there's and just that's a the high first ankle game. Sprain. And that's and and that's the game that's a week away. So remember, they play on Thursday. So as we just mentioned, uh, Ron Rivera, very confident. Sam, Curtis Samuel will play Week One. That's. Getting close to go time. We'll see. Uh, CD right. for the Cowboys. CD Lamb is activated off a of Copa list. More protocol there. Uh, Galladay returns to practice. Hamstring. That's uh, that's very significant in my opinion. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe he was just kind of laying low, you know, like he likes to do. <laughs> just, can I, can I, can I'm kind of hurt. I'm kind of not. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, honestly, how is your – what is your opinion on uh, Kenny Galladay? Like, this, this newest hamstring injury is just – I like I'm I'm out. I don't want him on my team. I don't want I'm him worried. on any fantasy team. I, I, I mean, obviously, right. when the price becomes right, yeah, I'll draft him. But I mean, his ADP is what like in the seventh round or something like that now because of this. But is I just it? I don't I I kind of want to stay away from it because it's just it's just one thing after another with this guy. He's in a really crowded wide receiving core. Not a very good quarterback. Not a very good offensive line. When you like, look at his career numbers, it, it, one could draw the conclusion that it's a flash in the pan type of thing. And a lot of injuries, that, a lot of... What, what kind round of did sitting, I say? I'm sorry, what? What round, what round uh, did I say? Was... Seventh? Yep. No, it's 7.03. Yeah, 7.03. Right receiver 29. Okay, now you're starting to get me a little interested. You know? No, he's going to have to hit like the eighth or ninth. Or it depends on how the draft goes. I said start. I did say but... start, too. Uh to put, as you as you okay, said, put you my did. feet to the fire. I'll say I would take Kenny Galladay as a top thirty-six wide receiver by the eighth. I'll take him by the eighth. I think he's still a top thirty-six guy. Kenny Galladay or Odell Beckham. Beckham. Kenny Galladay or Jamar Chase. Ugh. Galladay. Galladay for me. Uh, Kenny Galladay or Jerry Judy. Galladay. Judy for me. Uh, Kenny Galladay or Antonio Brown? The uh, last one. Galladay. Brown for me. <laughs> it's okay. all in that same area, Just, though. I got you. It's, we're, we're at the seven they, the, picks. Some, uh, it's Judy, like and Beckham were going, Judy and Beckham were going ahead of Galladay, and Chase and Brown are right behind him. So that's just – I kind of hit the, you know, above and below. Yeah, we're, there you go. We're 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 close we're close on those opinions so okay last Let's bit of news uh, of probably the greatest variety is Barkley has a strong chance to play week one that is Saquon Barkley. My um, from what I read that he's taking full contact in practice so yeah it hey, looks like he's good you, to go. You practice you play and that's news back to you Josh. So we're here to talk about the State of the Union, uh, and we're starting with AFC because A starts before N, and my brain is weird, and it likes things alphabetical in a particular order. And we're going to start with the AFC North because that's that's the very top of the compass, and we're going to go clockwise around it because, you know, once again, brain weird. Um, before we start, though, 
we are all of this depth chart thing is a presu- a presumed health, a, a season long health. And also, we like to use the half PPR scoring format. It kind of bridges that gap between uh, full and non. And yeah, I mean, we just we don't say it enough. So just that's just the warning. It's it's half PPR. We're gonna. I will certainly be talking about points for players. Points scored. Points will be scored. Blah blah blah. Why don't you kick us off, Chris? AFC North, let's start with the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is off the quarterback one radar for me in single quarterback leagues. Uh, but he's probably still a must-draft in Superflex leagues. While I expect him to make a leap kind of on the field in real life, given his positional value in single quarterback leagues, do not reach for him. Joe Mixon should be one of the few bell cows remaining in the league in 2021. Uh, career averages of 3.2 targets per game, 16.2 carries per game for his career. Almost all that with what Giovanni Bernard in the way, right? So he should be good to go. And he also should have fresh legs coming off. I believe he was out with injury for a while last year. The receivers are a little murky with uh, Jamar Chase kind of separating himself in a bad way in the offseason. The chemistry with Higgins is hard to deny along with Tyler Boyd. Both of those guys should get decent volume in a pass-heavy attack with a bad defense that's going to be behind quite a bit. And, you know, yes, a bad all O-line also, but I think they can mitigate some of that with some volume. Higgins, while no Randy Moss, Bob Hayes, or Anquan Bolden type of rookie season, got over 900 yards, started 14 of the 16 games that he played, and I think that's saying something for rookie. On to the Browns. I like Baker Mayfield to take a leap in real life, so he should be a decent value for those waiting on quarterback in a, in a in a single quarterback league, waiting till late for a quarterback. A decent dart to throw. The backfield is shared, but not murky at all, really. We've got uh, Chubb should be among the league's most efficient on the ground, and Hunt's role is secure and in the RB2 range easily. Unfortunately, that caps Chubb's value through the air, but his talent, opportunity, Opportunity share and efficiency will separate him from the low-end RB1s to be more of a mid-to-top RB1. Hunt also eclipsed 200 carries and 11 total touchdowns. I'm sorry, Hunt almost eclipsed 200 carries and did get 11 total touchdowns while Chubb finished as the RB9 and Hunt finished as the RB10 in fantasy. These two should be dynamic for at least one more season together. I like the value you can find with OBJ in the sixth, but I'm staying away from Jarvis Landry and the other receivers, generally speaking, in a run-heavy attack. Similar story with the tight ends. There's three names, and when you have three, I don't feel like you have one. And again, it's a run-heavy attack. And David Yeah, hey, let's go back to last season. Right? <laughs> David Njoku, Austin Hooper, and Harrison Bryant are the only names to mention there. But again, run-heavy attack. Can I'm I... just steering clear of there. Yeah, go right ahead. Can I interject here real quick? Uh, sorry. Um, I feel like there's one name that you left out that I think that I really think that people need to at least have in the back of their brain, if not like last pick of the draft, like shot in the dark, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones. Donovan Peoples Jones has gotten a lot of good um, buzz and camp and in preseason games. If you think Baker Mayfield is going to take a step forward this year, it's this guy is going to help him do it. So don't for, don't sleep on this guy. Take him real late. He's more or less going undrafted. I think he is going undrafted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And either get him in with your very last pick, or pick him up after week one. He might even not even like you might be fighting for him after week one. I'm not saying that that's going to be a real thing, but it's a possibility. Don't sleep on DPJ. Keep going, man. Go. That was it for the Browns. 
Steelers. Uh, Big Ben to me isn't worth the risk in single quarterback leagues, but should be a Probably a low in QB2 and super flex if you want to be conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps he proves to be wrong, but Ben is not the piece I want from this offense. Uh, Najee, Harris, uh, Najee Harris should be another rookie runner to take the league by storm, so to speak. While there's been some scuttlebutt about the state of their O-line, I see Pittsburgh as an elite franchise capable of taking a few draft picks, which is exactly what they got on the O-line, and coaching them up and pairing them with a potent offense and an elite defense. So, okay, volume. After some consternation, I ended up with Deontay being my highest-ranked stealer wide out, followed by Juju then Claypool. Deontay has averages 118 targets per year in his in his young two-year two-year career, and only one game missed. So there's some reliability there. Let's just hope he can curb the drops and maybe Ben's a bit more healthy. Uh, but I still kind of err towards Juju. I feel there's value to be had there with wide receiver wide receiver positions, but maybe the cheaper guy is the way to go. So maybe that's why I'm kind of a Juju fan there because value and cost on to the Ravens Lamar has to show me something through the air this year to make me more of a believer in him on the field but in fantasy he has built in reliability because of the way quarterback fantasy scoring is as it relates to running quarterbacks um, but yeah so a solid mid to late round target at QB so solidly in that QB1 territory the Gus bus is pulling out of the station and I'm driving it. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Gus Edwards has been presented with an opportunity given the catastrophe that happened to Dobbins. Uh, I still feel like there's a receiving back to be mentioned here. I, uh, Justice uh, Justice Hill is the one to mention. I, I, I really kind of have him off my radar. I, 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 I understand Edwards isn't going to catch the ball a ton, but I just feel like Edwards is the one that you want. Because I even feel that when Dobbins was healthy, his receiving work wasn't like amazing you know yep uh i love this i love gus edwards value uh even given his rising adp as of the writing of these notes and the recording of this show the running back 29 and the 603 so his third pick of the sixth round running back 29 i right off the top of my head i feel i i, I he's probably higher than 29 for me at our running back he's going to be going higher than that in drafts anyways. i know yeah uh, we'll see where it ends up i mean there's I'm probably guessing a like point. i'm guessing like a fourth round and maybe Ugh. in the wrong and maybe in the right draft he will go in the sixth round but yeah it, uh, keep i'm sorry i'm interjecting i don't keep feel too, too too comfortable with fourth but we'll, we'll we'll keep our eye on it for sure uh i think he uh, compliments Lamar well on the ground and there should be scoring opportunities galore in this offense i'm staying away from these wide receivers you know, see the see the Lamar comments above, uh, but also and there's and they're all in, hurt too, and they're all hurt exactly. Uh, Rashad Bateman, I think, uh, is out. But Hollywood is out. So, uh, what? Well, what? Well, Bateman's on the on the IR. So at least three weeks. Uh, that is leaves right? us with Mark Andrews. Uh, Mark Andrews is uh, you know usually worth the price of admission that you have to pay up to get them. But uh, I tend to be one of the, if I don't get one of the top two or three, I tend to punt on tight ends. So I don't end up owning a lot of Andrews, but all the things we said about the wide receivers, you can kind of throw that out the window because he is more or less a wide receiver one. He's Lamar's favorite target. He'll be just fine. That is that division. That is the, uh, we, NFC North. Um, we didn't mention the fact that Rashad Perryman has been released by the, Detroit Lions again. Yes. Therefore, solidifying Amon Ross St. Brown and Tyrell Williams as potential probably should get drafted above Donovan Peoples Jones yeah, guys to fair. target and draft late in drafts. That's, that's probably fair, yeah. Yeah, they're not sexy names, but volume's got to be there to some extent. 
Yeah, even with Jared Goff, and but I mean behind yep. that offensive line there, like it's it might be a it might be a marginal improvement for Goff going to the Lions. We'll talk mm. about that more later. Um, anyways, let's move on to the AFC East. You know who's in the AFC East? The Buffalo Bills. Their quarterback, of course, is Josh Allen. He was the quarterback one last year. Can he do it again this year? He has weapons. He's got the legs. Can his accuracy percentage hold up? Time will tell. What I mean, he's getting drafted as like the QB3 this year, so you're going to have to pay up for him. Running backs, uh, Devin Singletary looks to be the RB1. There's been a lot of glowing reports about Devin Singletary here. Wow. Maybe it's... And Zach Moss, he's he was injured in this preseason, yeah. and he has, and even when he has played in the, the week two and three of the preseason, he was really not all that effective. So it looks like Singletary is the guy for right now. He, at least he's going to be at the bare minimum. He's going to be the guy, or at least it looks like he's going to be the guy in between the twenties. Moss is going to yeah. get work. So is Matt Burita. How much are they going to get? I don't know. I haven't written down that I'm going to avoid this backfield if possible. I'm really warming up to Singletary. I'm not. Price, I'm not in love price, with him. Price, uh, price withstanding, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I have him in a dynasty league, so it's like I already have him, so I have to do nothing to have him. So it's Singletary? Kind of po- yeah, so it's positive news, but, oh, man, I just don't know. It's a tough backfield to figure out. It definitely is. On to the, the wide receiver, Stefan Diggs was. He is the wide receiver one for the Buffalo Bills, of course, in case you've you know been living under a rock in a cave for the last year. But he was the wide receiver three last year, um, in part. To, uh, like I, I'm not sure if he was the one that helped Josh Allen or if Josh Allen helped him. I don't know which is probably a symbiotic relationship there. But yeah, you can look forward to him being really productive this season, assuming that his health stands. Um, Emmanuel Sanders has secured his, his role as the wide receiver too, opposite of Stefan Diggs. I, I really thought it was going to be my boy, Gabe Davis. He has slipped down all the way to wide receiver 70. He's the second to last wide receiver coming off the board, according to PFF or, or not PFF, but, uh, fantasy uh, football ADP. calculator. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Colt Beasley is a slot guy. I'm not going to really say much about Colt Beasley. He'll have his games, but good luck guessing when they are. Dawson Knox, he is he was a tight end thirty three last season. He he did miss four games though, but he he only scored more than seven points twice last year. Don't draft Doc, uh, Dawson Knox. Let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. Tua is their quarterback, and he is my quarterback fifteen. He is Chris's quarterback sixteen. Um, I definitely think that Tua will be in many QB streamer discussions this year. Yep. And if it weren't for his schedule, his starting schedule, which is the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, I would probably have him higher ranked. But I can't, I can't um, recommend anyone drafting him when he's going up against the Patriots, even though the Patriots are going to be seeing Stefan Gilmore for Week One at least. So mm-hmm. maybe Tua needs to get bumped just a little bit higher. I'm not really sure. Um, on to the Dolphins running backs here. It's Miles Gaskin. He ended up as the RB27 last season. He probably could have finished higher, but he did miss five games. Uh, Malcolm Brown, he's their, their free agent signer. And I'm like, you know, if, if I'm going to draft a non-Gaskin Dolphins running back, I'm going to draft Dalvin Ahmed. Both Ahmed and Brown will spell Gaskin at point. How much and how often is unknown. 
Uh, it, it looks like Gaskin's going to get the majority of that workload, but uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, hopefully. On to the wide receivers, uh, Devontae Parker. He is, I feel like he's just like vanilla ice cream from Dairy Queen. Um, I think once Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle really start get going, Will Fuller, obviously, he's going to miss week one from his suspension, coming uh, hailing back to last season. But I really liked what I saw from Fuller. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Jalen Waddle's been getting a lot of positive buzz in, in camp and preseason. And I just don't think that Devontae Parker is really all that talented. He's had a good he's had good times, but it's been very limited for him. On to the tight end, Mike Gusecki. Chris and I both really kind of liked Gusecki last year. Um and this year I mean, we both still kind of like him. I mean, he's he's our tight he's both of our tight end eights. And according to uh, P or I keep saying PFF, pro uh, still not pro football focus. It is still fantasy football calculator. He is the number 10 tight end off the board, tied with Robert Tunyon for the last pick of the eighth round. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna do a real quick side note here. And if the tight end ten is coming off in the eighth round, I think I may need to start thinking about drafting a tight end earlier. What do you think? It all depends on where they fall. Like, I mean, first it thing dep- that comes obviously to, it depends on how the draft course, goes. First thing it that comes always to mind depends is, on how the draft is like goes. If, but is like if a kittle falls. Like if a kittle falls to like the fourth, I think that's a no brainer. If like a ton, um, yeah, I'm okay with a tight end in the eighth. If I can get my guy, like my Tanyan or my Logan Thomas, well, I don't think I have to get to Logan Thomas. I was early. going earlier than that. Logan Thomas is mm-hmm. mm, like the seventh, something like that. Yeah, I'll wait probably. Uh, <laughs> he's going in the six, six oh nine. Logan Thomas, seventh tight end off the board. Ooh, yeah, getting rich. That's getting a little rich. That's for real rich. Blood. Let's move on to the New England Patriots, where I didn't. Sorry to cut you off there. Did no, you, you're good. Sorry, we were did you have anything else to say? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on to the New England Patriots where I have Cam Newton. I don't expect Cam Newton to be the starter for long, and he's not going to be starting at all because the Patriots released him, and it's now Mac Jones as their quarterback. And so what we were talking about earlier in the news, I'm going to talk about now. I think this really helps Damian Harris. He finished as the RB33 last season. He did miss the first three in the last three games. He's not much of a pass catcher, but that's James White's role. That's We all know that that's it. James White will have his games. That's fine. And Damian Harris, he only scored, I think it's only like two or three touchdowns last season. That's because Cam Newton was vulturing all of them. He had something like 20 20 rushes inside the five last year. And that's kind of amazing considering how bad the Patriots were on offense last year. I love Damian Harris. I, I think he, I think he'd easily be a top uh, top twenty four running back this season. Um, mm-hmm. He like I mentioned, he's not a pass catcher, but he and he's going to get it all done on the ground. Uh, Ramonde Stevenson, though, he is some a legitimate threat to Damian Harris, and he will be a thorn in the side for Harris managers. He's the fourth round rookie out of Oklahoma, in case you have forgotten. Um, and we've already talked about this in the past, but the Patriots did trade away Sony Michelle, so I think that really kind of solidifies this backfield a little bit more mm-hmm. between these three guys. I'm sure there's going to be a random Rex Burkhead-esque some person that comes in in like week five and runs for 100 yards and two touchdowns. And everyone's like, oh my God, we got to pick up this Rex Burkhead-esque person. Blah, blah, blah. this guy off the street. He was selling snow cones a week ago. We're the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. 
On to these wide receivers. We've talked about this alley of clowns before. Neither Chris nor I are all that interested in him, even with Mac Jones being their quarterback now. It's kind of more of a wait and see. Yeah, someone could easily emerge as a wide wide receiver with fantasy relevance, but until then, I'm not drafting any of them. And those names would be, just in case anyone's interested, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and Kendrick Bourne. Yawn. On to the tight ends, which is really the 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 meat and potatoes of what's going to be this off. Well, maybe the potatoes and the running the running game would probably be the meat. Be the meat. But um, uh, it's we're going to start with Johnny Smith because he is the first tight end coming off the board according to ADP, and he is going as the tight end fourteen. And for those who are dead set on Johnny being fantasy relevant this year, I hope I'm wrong for your sake. But I much rather prefer Hunter Henry. We've talked about this in the past. But if the Patriots are really going to be running this twelve personnel set, like a lot, like anyone who knows anything about the Patriots' current roster is expecting them to do, they both could be fantasy relevant. And Hunter Henry could easily be a steal. He's, you know, Hunter Henry is going in the fourteenth round. It's more or less the last positional pick of your that yeah. you're going to make. Yeah, last position. Well, like said. that's yeah. that's crazy. Let's move on to the Jets, though. We're not here to get go super deep on these guys. Zach Wilson, he's a late-round QB. Chris and I are definitely coming around on. I mean, would we actually That's draft fair. him? I'm not, according to ADP. He's quarterback 26 off the board, no. which doesn't ex- yeah. exactly instill a lot of confidence in, in me. But he does get the, the Panthers in week one, and they were not a very good defense last year, Chris. Not very so, good. yeah. That's very good. So, you know, maybe Zach Wilson, especially in a two quarterback league, you might want to maybe consider that. But we'll talk about that more next week in our matchup show, our first one of the year, actually. Let's go. <laughs> Let's move on to the New York Jets running back in this hot mess of, oh my God, Michael Carter, you make me cry. Um, Tevin Coleman looks to be the guy. Coleman's best season was three years ago, though, where he had 1,076 scrimmage yards. And nine total touchdowns. So with the, that was with the Atlanta Falcons, though. He hasn't really done much sense, mainly because he's been on the 49ers and because of injury last year. Yep. He is RB51 coming off the board at the 111. That's not bad. That's not bad value right there. He is going four-plus rounds later than Michael Carter. And if Coleman is really going to be the starting, the primary back, at least to start the season, at least a couple the 11th weeks, yeah. round, oh my God, I guess so, man. I guess so. I I, I mean, I'm going to click that draft button and then vomit, but I guess I'm going to do it. Um, 11th round, starting running back. Why not, I guess? What's this? this Ty is my Johnson, he's the guy. He's, <laughs> I'm sorry, what's that? This is my fantasy football trash can to vomit in. Yeah, exactly. Where I go <laughs> this year. Ty Johnson, he's now he's currently listed as the second string running back. I don't care. Michael Carter, if you're really going to be starting as a third season, the third running back on this roster, you're going as the at the 705. No thanks, I guess. No thanks. Um Corey Davis, all these glowing reports coming out of camp and his uh with practice and in preseason games and his connection with Zach Wilson. He looks pretty legit, man. I I don't have him where he's going, but uh, pretty legit. Uh, let me look at it. I just I just haven't have receivers it. pulled up right here. I got it. Give me a sec. He is going at the nine oh four and wide receiver forty off the board. There you go. Sign me up. Yep. Crowder. This is this is. I mean, he's hurt. He has a little uh, groin injury at the moment, 
I love Uh-oh. Jameson Crowder. I've been on Jameson Crowder for years. It is a, cr- a crime is being committed here, Chris. A crime is being committed that he is going undrafted. Draft Jameson Crowder. If you are in any sort of, if you are in a PPR, quarter maybe. point per reception league, draft <laughs> Jameson Crowder. He is going to get targets. He has really excelled in this preseason outside of this um, groin injury. Because he is just a he's just a pro. He's not that great, but he might be one of, of the best pure. He might be one of the best pure slot receivers in the league, <laughs> and no one is ever talking about him ever. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of folks have come around to the idea that I, I think I had it probably during draft season that uh, New York was trending towards more of a pass happy attack, mm-hmm. not pass happy. Yeah, Maybe yeah, that's I'm... too strong, but go ahead. Yeah, a little bit more passing than we initially mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Zach's gonna. Um, I I use Q, I I use ESPN's depth chart uh, thing for all my for all my uh, teams here because they're they used to get updated PDQ mm-hmm. and they're usually pretty accurate. They had Keelan Cole listed as uh, wide receiver three. I don't know if that's what? actually accurate. I don't. Have I any... think it's gonna be. A, I really think it's gonna be Elijah Moore and yeah. Tyler Croft as their as their tight end. I could care less. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. I use yawn, our lads. Yawn, I use our lads yawn. for uh, depth charts. Our lads. I looked at them. I looked at there is one. We'll talk. We'll get to it in a second. But cool, there was cool. one Sorry. where I looked at three different websites and it was all oh the same God. one. I'm all like, different. whoa, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I believe you have the AFC South, the home of my That's Colts, my even turn. though they're in a, even though they're in a northern state. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my Texans coverage is going to be pretty brief. I'm going to put that out there on a limb. Uh, Don't draft any of them. Yeah, let me finish. Uh, It would appear the Texans are going to keep Watson on the active 53, not the game day active roster. That's two different things, folks. You you only take like 46 or 47 game day out of your 53. But by keeping the 53, I I assume they're thinking they can trade him at the drop of a hat. Uh, There's no other reason to have him on the 53, but it appears that's what they're doing so far. Can I interrupt you real quick? Uh, no, I'm almost done. Uh, because of this, okay. outside of Cooks, I want no part of this offense. David Johnson, and I double-checked this before making my notes, David Johnson is listed as a third string, and his ADP is unreasonably high wow. at RB40 in the 903. We've wow. literally thrown out two or three names at eh, maybe different positions in the 8th, ninth, and 10th round that we'd much rather have. So, again, Cooks, wow. yes, there's got to be some volume there. Cooks is like almost guaranteed 1,000 yards every year. But other than that, stay away from the Houston Texans. Go ahead, Josh. Two things, real quick. Uh, according to ESPN, uh, and this is just—it's all—it's it, all subjective. But uh, objective. I always get him confused. Anyways. You're asking the wrong guy. Yep. I always get him confused. But according <laughs> to this, Mark Ingram, and this is ESPN. Mark Ingram mm-hmm. is one. David Johnson second. Philip Lindsay third. That's not right. That—that that is definitely not right. Definitely not. And I'm sorry. Repeat Anyways. that. David Johnson was third. No, he was second, and Philip oh, Lindsay was okay. third. Well, it could have changed. It could have changed. That's fair. Or wrong side. Whatever. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, like, expound upon your um, Deshaun Watson thing is that from an article that I read earlier this week, for once again, I, I, I need to just start writing all these notes down. But um, mm-hmm. in a sense that the, it sounds like the Texans are willing to they're, – they're just happy with, you know, him Sitting just on being on their roster him. until they find the deal that they want. Yeah. I, well, there's been a lot of uh, – 
pretty much they're, they're in a rock and a hard about, place about the dolphins being interested i almost brought it up during the two conversation but i didn't want to run long yeah. I don't so it, it is bit. what it is but also uh, something i heard is there's some stipulations in trades where they want they want protected draft picks and teams yeah. aren't willing to give them that because they're not only are they asking for them to be protected. There's like they're asking for like three firsts and two seconds or something insane like that. Like yeah, that's no. It, because they're just, scared of his legal problems. This this stalemate is probably going to drag out and all season. Yeah, you can't draft these guys except for maybe Cooks, just based solely yep. on volume and his consistency throughout his career. Um, who's your Onward next one? and upward, Colts. Uh, Carson Wentz appears to have his job secure, assuming health. Uh, in fact, we read an update at the beginning that more or less is pointing the direction he might be okay to go week one. We'll see. Uh, the problem with Wentz, as it usually is, is he comes in the season. Well, okay, that's an old note. <laughs> He's no longer, quote, in doubt. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. It comes back to a lot of the AFC I've been talking about tonight is just the quarterback. I'm not willing to take the chance on him in a single quarterback league. On to the running backs. Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines have their roles secured. Uh, we'll have to see how much Mac factors in, but Taylor should be in the RB1 territory. Given the offensive line, the run-heavy scheme, and the elite defense, while Hines should be in the flex territory and remains one of the league's better receiving backs. T.Y. Hilton, uh, we didn't even need to go there. Uh, Michael Pittman should be the name to watch. Sorry, T.Y. It was just, we, we read your injury stuff at the beginning, and it's just... Don't yeah. sleep on Paris Campbell. That's a good one. That's a good one mentioned. Yeah, you're full of the sleepers tonight. Good call. On to the Jags. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked good in preseason. Uh, probably well, but, not worth but his... Chris, Go what ahead. about all the Colts tight ends? Yeah, no. Doyle okay. is keep, literally sorry, at the top. Going. My bad. Doyle I just wanted to do that voice. <laughs> I actually went through the... It's, it's one of those... F- I do like where our shows take us in terms of research. I feel like I always learn something, and I looked up Doyle's stats, and I was like, oh, that's why he's been underwhelming. Yeah. He had that one decent year of like six, maybe 700 yards, whatever. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. So Trevor Lawrence looked good in preseason. Probably not worth his current ADP in single quarterback leagues, but should be able to support most of these fantasy assets. Jane Robinson should be getting another opportunity like he did in 2020 since he's the incumbent. And, of course, Travis Etienne is out for the year. Um, I definitely need to update my rankings uh, since that news. Uh, Josh and I also believe that uh, uh, LaVisca Chenault will benefit from the Etienne injury as he gets more inside slot looks and fits that kind of gadget role that the head coach was kind of looking for. Although there there might be an actual slight injury to mention about Chanel that just came to mind uh shark seems to be the leader i'm sorry chark tj chark seems to be the leader in adp and many like him being the wide receiver one slash outside guy but i'm just leaning more towards the value of Chenault and what he's going to get out of the slot there uh but i like marvin jones value much more as a late upside play yes. go ahead real quick with the uh was that what you were going to say Nope, was, I was going to add something else. Um, yeah, yeah. The week one, the the Trevor Lawrence goes up against the really bad Texans defense. Not nice. Maybe not a bad, you know, like you just completely punted on quarterback. Maybe well, not he's a right pick. at that QB 12, like territory, right? Or 13, maybe. Like right at that when you Is run that where he's going? Quote, oh, yeah. Nope, never yeah, mind. Right, right when you run out of quote QB ones, it's like he's right there. And I'm like, I can think of a couple, at least two or three guys that I should put in that 12, 13 category. You know? Keep going. Yeah. 
Do it. Uh, just mention Marvin Jones. We're good there. On to the Titans. Uh, Tannehill continues to be undervalued despite two solid seasons in the top 12 in fantasy. Look to grab him at a value if you're waiting on QB. Not much to say about Derek Henry other than that me and Josh are a bit lower than consensus due to all the miles on his tires. Do yourself a favor and just check out his high school stats, too. It's 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 insane. I'm not going to go into really? that. Yeah, it, it's nuts, dude. Like nuts. Like two or 300 carries. Like they don't even play that many games. Maybe it was just a meme. Maybe it's just a blurb I saw on Twitter. I don't know, but it was like, are you serious? He's gonna break down at some point. And and you know what? It's one of those guys I'd rather be out a year early than a year too late. Exactly. That's exactly why I mentioned what I did there about us being lower than consensus. AJ Brown is locked and loaded as a top fantasy wideout despite being on a run heavy attack due to his efficiency and his big playability. That's a 17.4 yards per catch career, 19 career touchdowns. Wow. I also expect them to lean a little bit more in the past this year, given some of my, uh, uh, Derek Henry, uh, I wouldn't say hate. That's just a word. Thank you. Very well said. Anthony Ferkser is a late-round tight end flyer that we like. Uh, He managed 53 targets and a 73.6% catch rate in a part-time role behind Johnny Smith. So uh, I know those are eye-popping stats, but we're we're, we're picking it. You know, we're we're throwing tight end darts here. 15, 16, you know, like he's, he's basically free. That is the AFC. Am I correct? No, I'm south. You're, you're south? west. Yeah, you're west. I Go am ahead. west. <laughs> west side. God, remember that. That dumb remember stuff. the compass, uh, folks. Anyways. Remember the compass. 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 Yeah. I'm looking. Let's at start, of course, cool. <laughs> alphabetically with the Denver Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has earned the starting job, and I think ultimately that this is best for the Denver wide receivers. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. He really averages about one touchdown pass per game. Doesn't mean that that can't change, but it's a pretty long history, folks. He did almost succeed in making Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel all top 25 wide receivers last year. Mm -hmm. Curtis Samuel obviously being wide receiver number 26. Um, So that, that that gives me some love for Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And Noah Fant, go Hawks. We'll talk about him here in a second. Let's move on to the running backs here real quick. Javante Williams, as I'm calling him, young Melvin Gordon. I love Williams' potential and would love to I would love him more if the older version of himself weren't there. And that, of course, is Melvin Gordon, which is right. old Javante Williams. I love I loved Melly early in his <laughs> earlier in his career, but that's been a couple years from now, or that was a couple years ago, and he has and this is a courtesy of um you know, a different show. I, I, full disclosure, I do listen to the only other sh- uh, fantasy football show I do listen Chark. to is Fantasy Football Weekly with Charch and those guys. And this is courtesy of them. And that Melvin Gordon has hit that magical twelve hundred carry mark where running bo- running backs typically fall off a cliff as far as production wise. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, 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 and and I wasn't in that much onto Melvin Gordon anyway. Not early pre Before I heard though, that stat, but I heard that season. stat, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm done like obviously at, at some point everyone becomes a draftable player not tom brady everyone but tom brady becomes a draftable <laughs> player for me um i won't go into it mm. wide receivers uh Cortland sutton he is going an entire round now after jerry judy what what is going on with that i i don't know i don't get it but jerry judy he's at the end of the seventh uh i'm sorry i don't get it but Cortland sutton is going at the end of the seventh 
Yes, please. Um, Jerry Judy, on the other hand, has been bumped all the way up to wide receiver 27, according to ADP. Or, of course, use fantasy football calculator for this that. This right outside he's wide going receiver the, 2. Good Lord. Yeah. And he's going no. into 609. He is my wide receiver 36 and Chris is 32. And I, okay. every time that's I look good. at my, every time I look at my, at my rankings, I adjust them and I'm just, that's a little too rich for me. No, I'm done. KJ Hamler. <laughs> he probably shouldn't be drafted. He is the, he is the wide receiver, the wide receiver three in Denver. And, but he, at some point he could easily end up being a waiver wire target, especially if either Judy or Sutton both miss some time this year. Hopefully not. We don't encourage and we don't root for injuries for anyone, um, except for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah, on to Noah Fant. Go Hawks again. My tight end six and Chris's tight end nine. I probably have him a little too high, but he is a really great pure cat patch catching tight end, and that's kind of what you want on your fantasy squad anyway. So Noah Fant, uh, look for him. And I'm sorry. And I'll even go a little bit further than my notes is that he was really, he played in 15 out of 16 games last year and he was hobbled by an ankle injury. And, um, I believe it was like a hamstring as well. And he still played 15 out of 16 games. So yeah, I had more stats on him and I think he ended up as like tight end 13, but he easily could have hit like tight end five or something like that. If you, anyway, that margin is um, very, oh, I, I know what's going on. Oh, I just spoiled my factor fantasy is what I did. Oh. Um, oops. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Kansas city chiefs here, Patrick Mahomes. He's Pat Mahomes. I'm not going to say anymore. Let's move on to the running backs for the chiefs. Uh, CEH was a consensus top 10 pick in 2020. And, but he is now my RB11, which means I expect a surge in production. I like it. Uh, Daryl Williams, don't care. Jarek McKinnon, I'm just going to say a little bit. What he is, there was a little camp buzz around McKinnon. And maybe he's, uh, you know, like a lax pick your draft kind of flyer kind of guy. Other than that, yeah, not really and much of anything else. Tyreek Hill, he is arguably the wide receiver one of most people's cheat sheets. He's my wide receiver two behind Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill's good. Enough said. Michael Hartman, I, I think it's the the old. Uh, it's time to for Michael Hartman to either poo or get off the pot. Um, I'm just I'm not a believer. I just but he has a chance with Sammy Watkins finally gone. Byron Pringle falls in that category of a real late, like mm-hmm. last pick of the draft, stab in the dark. Robinson, you know? what's his name? It's, um, and the Robinson guy still there? Or did he leave? I think Duh. he's been getting. I think he's either injured or buried on the depth chart. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. To your point, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's just like Patrick Mahomes is good, and it's outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, someone's going to get some sort of production. It can't go all to those two week to Maybe week. Yeah, yeah, probably but not. It's, it's it's so hard to predict. Yeah, I think just it is what it is. Kelsey, so, he's Kel- the tight end one according to like literally everyone. I think he's in the final year of his mega elite production. But uh, until the wheels fall off, man, ride that pony one more time. I'm. It's. I think next year I'm. I'm out on Travis Kelsey. He's going to be like thirty two, thirty three next year. So, let's go on to the Las mm-hmm. Vegas Raiders. I actually got that one right. Uh, Derek Carr. I he's Derek Carr, in, including Ooh. this year, is a quarterback I've never even considered drafting, and nor will I this year either. I know I just repeated myself but I did it anyways. Josh Jacobs. 
talking Kendall about Schmidt. guys I want to stay away from. Josh Jacobs is one of those guys. I, I think overall, I feel like he hasn't lived up to the hype surrounding him uh, like once he was drafted to the Raiders. And and is that a result of the coaching staff with John Gruden and such? Or is that just not him being able to like really reach for his potential? I don't know. I think it's probably a lot of column A and a little I column B. I think the Raiders B. are horrible at drafting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also with Kenyon Drake, he is in town now. He could he could be the reception guy, and also could be a touchdown vulture because Josh Jacobs hasn't been very good in short yardage touchdown runs. Like he's like converting like twenty five percent, whereas Drake was doing like fifty some percent last year. Also going to contribute that to fantasy football weekly as well. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate your work. I wish I had time to do the research that you did. Um. <laughs> On to the wide receivers, a whole lot of guys that I'm not going to draft. Henry Ruggs should have drafted CD Lamb Raiders. Uh, Brian Edwards reports <laughs> exactly are that he has not been on the good went. side, sorry. but he has secured the number th- the the wide receiver two spot. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I just I'm sorry, I was chuckling at your should have drafted CD comment. That's exactly where my thought process went with my previous comment about they're just not good at drafting. De- yeah, exactly. Derek Carr could have been so much so much better. Yeah, exactly. They've they've squandered Derek Carr, like the mm-hmm. like the Texans did with his brother David mm-hmm. Carr. Amen. Um, that guy was an Iron Man. He took so many punishing hits; it was ridiculous. Uh, on to Hunter Renfro. Uh, maybe the wide receiver out of this, out of these three, that the um, that maybe deserves some con- some consideration, especially as a waiver wire pickup. Mainly just because with a sketchy offensive line, Hunter Renfro could be the benefit of all these short passes. But I'm not that, drafting that him or any at. of the other two, so whatever. Darren Waller, the real wide receiver one for yeah, the Raiders. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, man, but he's officially uh, listed as tight end, so he's the number two tight end fantasy this season, or at least that's how he's getting drafted. On to the Chargers. Uh, let's start with our guy from last year, Justin Herbert. I love you, Herbie, but Ooh. you're going really early as a quarterback six. Getting too rich. In the- in the early sixth, yeah, I, you know I'm not drafting a quarterback then, especially a guy who doesn't have any any wheels. Early no. sixth now, wow, yeah. Continue. I mean, could he be the next Peyton Manning? Oh, you're right. Good I doubt Lord. it, but He's there's the potential QB there. I guess he's got the weapons. I just oh, that's anyway. Realize that. Hmm. That's a shame. Um, here's the thing. It was fun. Uh, Austin Eckler, <laughs> he's my RB six, and Chris is RB eight. Um, and he's actually really like my RB like nine now, but, um, we both love Eckler and I don't, I just don't like hearing that Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree are yeah. looking to maybe be getting goal line work pop up. Yep. Um, here's the thing. If you want, if you do want to handcuff Justin or Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson is a guy to go with. The other guys are just short yardage, you know, bruisers wide receivers. It's. Keenan Allen, uh, Chris is extremely biased towards Keenan Allen. I know he loves him, and I share a little bit of that love. Don't get me wrong. I could stand, I just, I could stand to come down a slot or two, but go no, ahead. no, it's fine. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not besmirching you at all. I'm just stating your love for Keenan Allen. Yeah, I do. Um, he is definitely Herbie's, Herbie's go-to target last season with 147 targets, which by far, in a way, it was the most out of any pass catcher for the Chargers in 2020. Uh, Mike Evans seems to be permanently injured or have some sort of injury of some sort. I just, Sorry, Mike I'm staying away. Mike Williams, yeah. right? Okay, gotcha. Did I say Mike Evans? You might have. <laughs> okay. My bad. Sorry. 
On to Tyron Johnson. He's another guy. I mean, just add him to the list of like complete Hail Mary pass right. of, you know, is a greater than zero chance of, of hitting as a late round draft pick. He's ahead sort of, of the thing. He's Palmer. the kind of guy that you hold on to. If he does nothing in week one, you drop him, you know, is he ahead of Jared Josh cook? Palmer. I'm really not interested in him. He's going more. He's more or less free. He's going to the very end of drafts. Boom. AFC done. Um, oh, folks, we want to do a little factor fantasy though on, um just some just some things some some scenarios or whatever that we wanted to throw out there um let me let's get let's get us started here i have my factor fantasy chris you ready mm-hmm. to play this game you, you ready for this i'm ready i was pulling are, are, are you though you are you really yeah we'll see <laughs> okay yes, i'm ready factor fantasy miles gaskin ends up with more than 80 percent of the dolphins offensive snaps well fantasy Last year and the games that he played, he mm-hmm. played. He was only in on sixty nine nice point seven percent of snaps when healthy. So okay. I'm also going fantasy. I I can see him hitting like seventy five, but yeah, eighty that's a lot. Uh, what yeah, do you got for he, me? He, he kind of started cold. Like I don't think he was the guy right away, and then of course, no. did, like you said. Uh, yep. let's, let's go Ravens. Let's go recent news. Uh, is Gus bus is Gus Edwards, a top 15 fantasy back. I'm, I'm glad fantasy. you stuck with 15. Um, yeah. I, it's close. That's why I'm glad I stuck with 15. I feel like 18. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad you did. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. really glad that you stuck with it. I, off the top of my head, I want to say no, I want to say fantasy also. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm with gonna it. Say I mean, fantasy. I'm I, I did look up some stats. I, I I didn't end up typing him in the notes because they were very – his career is very – he's always been a backup, you know? So yep. it wasn't a whole lot to go off. Also college, it wasn't a whole lot to go off of. So I'm yeah, going I'm off not, a little not, bit of no. projection here. Uh, go ahead. I think you're up next. Uh-huh. Um, we're sticking in the AFC East here. Damian Harris gets more than 900 yards and seven touchdowns. 900 fact. yards and seven touchdowns. Fact. I like it. I also fact. say fact. And I got and I got a little stats to go with it. He only got 900 or I'm sorry, 691 yards last mm-hmm. season. I did mention earlier that he didn't play in the first three in the last three games and Cam Newton was a, was a touchdown vulture. I am yeah. This could easily happen. Aboard. What else you got? I found you know quick uh, little side note. I found it his and Daryl Henderson's numbers real similar just kind of that six seven hundred high 600 700 yards a couple years in the league a little bit of injury like it was just real similar uh anyway what uh, well up until you? last season damian harris never really played in the league he was his it's his third year last year i think second second i was okay. surprised too. yeah you're saw, right you're oh, absolutely right years. it is his surprised. second but he was more or less so, injured his first year yep yeah, it was more and bill check uh, never played him for whatever yeah, reason right. despite using a third round pick on him I think Leave it to Bill Belichick to use a third round pick on a guy that he never uses. Never uses, yeah. Uh, Makes no sense. Uh, Bengals factor fantasy. Chase, okay. uh, Jamar Chase has a better rookie season than Higgins did. I'm going to go fantasy. I agree. Uh, I make the note here. It says just look at Higgs, Higgins' rookie numbers. I touched on it earlier. Over 900 yards. Started 14 games, played 16. That's saying something as a rookie with really no off season. Okay, I got I I got a couple more. Are, are you tapped out, or do you want? I think I got one more, but please go for okay. go ahead. 
All right. So um, I'm going to go with this. Noah Fant finishes as a top five tight end. Top five. I already kind of alluded to this, but I kind of. Given Pitts for myself, given Pitts and Tanya, I'm going to go fantasy. Okay, so last year I said, or earlier I said, that last year he finished as a tight end 12. I was absolutely right about that. He played in all but one game. We went mm-hmm. over a lot of this. Um, and did you know that he was 22.5 points away from being the tight end 5? And that's not bad. Mm-hmm. He was also, he was, and he was only 8.5 points away from finishing as a tight end 8, which is only 4 spots above him. So, and if you can hit, and if Fan can hit 10 fantasy points per game, He'll definitely get there as a tight end five. It, it's not going to take much to hit to be tight end five. So, at least according to last year's numbers, which can vary year to year, but I think you can do it. I know it's a bit of a stretch and it's bold, but I'm saying fact. Okay. Last one I got. Um, James Robinson is going to have a better fantasy year than he did last year. Fact or fantasy? As far as points scored, points per game, or fantasy finish as far as running backs? I would say both or either or. Given health, total fantasy Pick points. One. If uh, Fantasy points per game. Not looking it up, I'm going to say, and you said better, I'm going to say fantasy because he'll either finish just at the right, at the right point or worse. I don't have a ton of stats to back this one up, but I am going to go with the fact that he was a rookie last year. He, I don't know if he did. He come into week one as the starter. He might have, but he did. He had a abbreviated or non-existent off season. He was a rookie. His conditioning is going to be better, and Etienne's out of the way. I think there's going to be a lot of spreading the ball out. I'm not saying James better Robinson quarterback is a play. Better quarterback play. Amen. Uh, so, yeah, I absolutely think he's going to have a better year. Okay. In fact, I've been, I, I've been the detractor. I, I do not. I do not. I do. I'm not going to fight you on that one at all. This is one of those uh, pluses, negatives, whatever you want to call it. The Etienne injury, like what a what a shame. But it, it is flip flop my opinion on Robinson from you know for the most part. Okay, I got a couple more here, and mm-hmm. and some of them are real quick. I got like three more. Um, two out of the three are based on tight ends, or actually, I have four or more. But uh, let's go with. Johnu Smith gets more than 700 yards. Factor fantasy. I'm sorry, 700 receiving yards. Right. Um, I'll go fact. Surely they're going to feature him some. I want to say fantasy. He's never had more than like 470 receiving Ooh, yards. I in kind a, of forgot that. Season. We touched on that a couple weeks ago, actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good I'm call. going fantasy on that one. All right. Um, another one, tight end related. I got a lot of tight end ones. I didn't do that on purpose. I'm now realizing the pattern here. Uh, this one's real quick. Uh, the next two are real quick. Quick. Age finally catches up, catches up to Travis Kelsey, and he finishes outside the top five tight ends. And that one could be. I'm not. I'm not going to say based on injury, but I mean, it's just you know, it's just kind of not quite it the same guy that he was. Happen, yeah, you know? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fantasy. I also say fantasy. It's like if if, and I also have written down here if the Chiefs had more legit weapons that weren't Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. If you Kelsey, had a third name in that passing attack that I could hang my exactly, hat on, we'd be talking about a different story. Like if Sammy Watkins yeah. would have turned his career around a year and a half ago or whatever, and he stuck around, Two, or three years ago, yeah, they drafted a guy or what have you. But no, we're not worried about Mister 
uh, yeah, say somehow uh, DK Metcalf went to the went to the, the Chiefs right. instead yes, of yes. yeah, Miko Hartman or, or whatever. Oh my you God, know, that's a lot of speed. Okay, anyway, that's a lot of yeah. size and speed right there too. Anyways, uh, on to uh, Darren Waller usurps Travis Kelsey as the number one fantasy tight end this season. Now I'm going to go fact. Really. I'm not going to move him from my tight end one spot, and I would never convince anybody to not draft him in the you know end of the first, beginning of the second, because I think still think he finishes as a top three tight end, and he's one of the most secure picks you can have with positional advantage. But I am very skeptical, or not skeptical, very positive about Waller's uh, arc of his career right now. Like it's just that off. I almost, I almost for the sake of time, I didn't interrupt you when you talked Raiders and Waller earlier, but I, that offense is absolutely run through that guy. The it, whole it is. offense true. is through that guy. Like the amount of targets that he gets is historical for a tight end. So yeah, yeah. it could absolutely happen. I am going to say, so here's the fact that I have is that Waller was only 35.2 points away from being the tight end one. It's actually 35.3. You know, to, to actually take over the, the tight Kelsey end one had spot. Has amazing season. And I wait, wait, not done. And mm-hmm. what what I the only thing I have left to say is that like I think this year because Kelsey is a year older now, and you know I'm sure he's still built like you know a Greek god and everything, but I just think that maybe that that gap narrows just a little bit. Maybe it turns into like mm-hmm. Kelsey, but only by twenty points instead of that thirty five point three. Um, yeah, 30's, 30's I got one more quick one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Austin Eckler top 700 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns. I know he hasn't done it before, or at least I assume he hasn't off the top of my head. I'm going to go fact, though, because I think there's going to be a bit more of an emphasis to feature him in the ground game. Not necessarily in the red zone, but get him a little bit more touches on the ground as opposed to this one caused me to lower Austin Eckler. He has Mm -hmm. never topped 557 rushing yards. He's never had more than I didn't write this down, but I think it's never more than 160 rushing attempts. He's never had more than three rushing touchdowns. That the three rushing touchdowns is a fact. Um, it's all receiving work, and that's great. Like it's great. Like we go, we go on half PPR scoring, and if you're doing full PPR, that's great. Sorry, what was your but touchdown I just, stipulation? Five. Yes, five rushing okay. touchdowns. Yeah, maybe I should have taken a more that into account. I feel much better about the 700 yards. I really okay. do. Just because um, a little, little, little bit of pushback, a little bit of scuttlebutt we've been hearing about the goal line work and where it may go. Like, I think both backs, me and you yeah. can admit, yeah, both me and you can admit we're a little worried about that. But going back to your 700 yards thing, I feel much more confident about saying that is a fact and maybe not the TDs. Okay. But that's not where well, we're drafting Eckler, right? <laughs> but I don't blame you yeah. for moving him a little bit. Yep. Uh, that's been the AFC, folks. Um, we're going to have part two coming up in probably a. Uh, several hours if not you know a, yeah. a dozen hours after this one as comes out on youtube today <laughs> right. yeah i mean you're going to be watching them probably back to back anyways yeah, you're getting um, coffee or, you, or yeah or taking your lunch or, or if you uh if you if you do watch us in, in youtube format you can also check us out in podcast format and because we distribute podcasts where podcasts are available um Henry, behind your local jack-in-the-box, also has our podcast available. You can get it from him. We did, we encourage you not to because Henry's a little sketchy. Trust me. I've seen him. I've dealt with him. He hasn't showered in like a week or 
he's very active. You're, be- and you're better off showering. clicking on the link below, you know. Than going to yeah, see just just click on the link. Um, if you do check us out in podcast format and you have seen Henry, I'm sorry, but you can also look at your get with your phone out. Go to YouTube and YouTube. check out the Amazing Fantasy Football YouTube channel where on Sundays we do a stream. We have been streaming mock drafts, but this Sunday we are going to be streaming a live draft, our Friends with Benefits League. It will be this Sunday. It is at, I believe we are, we'll probably start so, the stream at like noon or 1230, but the draft starts at one. We're going to maybe go through, through some last minute news real quick. We haven't discussed off air. Maybe we'll do that in between shows of mm. whether we're going to do in in uh, chat or whatever. But anyways, so yeah, the stream every Sunday. Uh, a week from this coming Sunday, we will have injury updates, last minute injury updates, lineup advice. You can tune in. You can join in, in the chat. You can ask us some last minute lineup things. Just because you drafted Antonio Brown after DJ Chark doesn't mean you necessarily are going to start. This is a bad example because Antonio Brown plays on Thursday. Um, but you get right. my drift. Just because you <laughs> drafted, you know, DJ Chark and Michael Gallup, maybe Michael Gallup's the better one, the high, player with a high rating. Who knows? Hard to say. Still a bad example because they play in the same game. But you get my point. You can you can question us with lineup questions. Who to start? Who to sit? Injury updates. We're entering this because Josh is going nowhere with this description. Coffee with Chris and Josh. Like, share, so subscribe. So until until <laughs> next episode, which is State of the Union NFC edition.